Welcome to episode 128 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio. And I'm Hillary Dougherty. Hillary! Hi! Ah! I feel like you're not close enough to that microphone oh, oh. for some reason. We got to pull that thing. Yeah, we want to hear it every Let day. Let me get it closer. Important word that you say. Hi. <laughs> First, I want to show everybody my shirt. Do you recognize this? Yes. Do you? Oh my God, that's from uh, uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yes. Club. Oh my God. I it haven't finished a- yet. Don't, oh, no spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. I'm no on spoilers. the last episode. Ooh, oh, okay. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. You know what? I'm here for it. I'm here for, uh, you know, shows tend, I know this is the second to the last season. There's one yes. season left. I know what's happening. I get it. But like, I'm not a big horror show movie fan. But well, this is different, though. I'm, I'm okay with it. Because you know different. why? I love the characters. Yes. What I don't like the last couple of seasons of Stranger Things is how everybody separated and then they pull them back together. Yes. So I know maybe towards the end of this episode, I'll see some people reunited. Yeah. You know who I'm fucking obsessed with? Who? Is Hopper in that shaved head. <gasps> Honey, Hopper is honey. so adorable. Adorable. In this. Oh my god! And so, he's so cute. And I mean, little, the sensitivity. Yes. But he's but he's like rough. Oh my god! I agree. I also liked. I mean, I don't know if this is. Did you finish the whole thing? I did. Okay. Uh, I know it's not too much of a spoiler, but he talks about his daughter who had passed away yes, and how yes. he always thought it was cursed. And I'm like, God damn, this whole town has been cursed forever. Yeah. Like it is a totally cursed yeah. town. I mean, so this season, because every season, I feel like it connects to. Um, a prior 80s movie or film yes, you know we had like yes. the, the 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 vibe of like the goonies and like mm-hmm. all these different things and this season is so at least to me is like it, it to me it's like totally clear that it's like nightmare on elm street yeah. original you you know that robert england is in it yes he plays the guy at the in the psych ward yes yeah yeah yeah. um and then krill, ro- yeah, krill, yeah, yeah, krill. yeah 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 and then also it had like a silent silence of the lamb. Yes, vibes. I, saw, had, I thought of you with that part. Yes, and then it has um, it vibes, and it, it's like all three of them, all also, three of them. And like when the one girl dies, I'm like, oh, what am I watching? Like, yeah, you know, Nightmare I never saw number it. one. Yeah, but what about um, you? Never saw you no, didn't no. see original. It? I can't. I can't. I'm not into this. I can't. Especially and then but the original, clown. I'm fucking, but it was. I can't but it was it. movie. It was a mini no, no. series on TV. No, oh, no, God, no, no, I can't do it. My children have watched. I made them. I know. I know. Listen, hazy. Hazy, Kate's daughter's watching fucking Stranger Things. <laughs> Kate saw, she we were talking about this the other night. She saw uh, something on TV and she goes, or she saw one of these parts and she goes, Hazy, did you just watch that? She goes, yeah. Like, she's <laughs> like, ah, Hazy's uh, into it. I can't do it. But there was uh, another part that reminded me of Carrie. It was at the roller yes, skating rink. and Carrie. Where they're all yes, circling yes, her and they're yes. saying things to her. I was like, oh my God, this yeah, is that scene was a, in the shower in Carrie. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, so, and, so I really like those yeah. nods because like for- me too. Our generation watching it, we're like, oh, but the kids watching it even don't the, really um, get it. And yeah. then even the font is a throwback. If you can, yes. if you know what I mean, you know yes. what I mean? Like when they say like where they are, I'm yes. like, even that look of the font is such a throwback. Yeah. I appreciate the nostalgia in that. I yeah. really, really do. And they referenced war games. And like let's they, not even get yeah. into Kate Bush, honey. Let's not even get into oh my it. God. I'm here for it. Hounds of love. My sister, mm. I, I think I, I don't, I don't know if I've told you this before, but she has been obsessed with Kate Bush forever. Like, oh loves, yeah. Loves, loves yeah, yeah, Kate yeah. Bush. So it's, kind of cool for people who love oh my gosh it's so, um, so great the music yes. um also i've noticed lately on the podcast i feel like i'm turning into blanche Devereaux from golden girls 
Like everything's like, like <laughs> what? I love Blanche. what is happening right now. Yeah. So anyway, I'm very like, uh, you know, everything's like this. And I'm like, I started watching these Golden Girl clips and I was like, I'm fucking Blanche Devereaux on this podcast. And I love Blanche. Though. Me too. But <laughs> is everything about fucking like that's oh, how it seems oh, like it is me? Like everything, I'm just like, I'm a tag team. I was like, hi. I'm like, tag team. What is wrong with me? I don't be tag team. What the fuck? Fuck! I mean, what's, what impression just, am I leaving on the audience? Oh, this you're, ta- you're having fun. You're having fun. You're having fun. <laughs> so a couple of things. Oh, I have a couple of things. I have okay. like a couple of sort of like fun things and then I have like meh. All right. So let me say world. a couple of just updates. We are now in an official recount with the Jessica Cisneros. Oh, I, I've been. Uh, yes. We're 197 <sighs> votes apart. He's, he's, uh, he's ahead. Up. He's ahead. So yeah. she asked for a recount. So it hasn't officially been called yet. They are doing the recount. It's very close. And so please let this, please let her win. I know. So we'll see what happens. I mean, this is for the primary. So she's going to have to go against the Republican candidate, which I've seen some tweets coming out of that area. And they're like, if you don't live here, you don't know. She can't beat the Republican. And I'm like, you know what? (sighs) Things can change. I mean, God, I know. I know. So there's that. Um, We had a meeting. uh, I'm sure we're going to get into the gun legislation and the insurrection committee, right? Yeah. So let's just get, let me tell you this first. We met Lauren book this week. Hi. Oh, MG. I got to tell you, I, what an impression. What an impression. I, she has a presence. Yeah. She She, got up to speak at the dolphin Dems meeting. And I was like, it was after like a few candidates who, you know, God bless candidates because they really put themselves yeah, out there they and they do, really they, do, they, 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 they they run for office. She's and, a seasoned, and put in the work. But she's a seasoned politician. She she's is. done this. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I I think after a while when you're in front of people, yeah. But she's got. She has no note cards. There's no. Yeah. You know, it's just this beautiful human telling you Very her authentic, story, and yeah. it's just incredible. It was I was blown away, and that doesn't ever happen for me. It like happened a handful of time with candidates, so. I was like super impressed with her yeah. and um, a little bit, a little bit. She had come back. So I designed those Dolphin Dems Vote 2022 shirts and that were selling for, for money. And um, she came back and bought a couple of shirts before she went up and she's like, did you design this? And I was like, yeah, now never introduced herself. I didn't introduce myself, whatever. She puts the shirt on and goes up to do her thing. And then she goes, first of all, Everybody needs to go buy a shirt that Hillary designed <laughs> back there. Oh, and so I was cute. like, oh, okay. And then I looked at her, I turned to her people and I was like, oh, she's good. Yeah, she's very good. Like, <laughs> but it turns out she knew my name because somebody who worked for her, Claire. Yes. Who's a doll baby. What a cupie doll. Oh my God. She was a fucking fangirl of this hey. podcast. <laughs> so afterwards oh. she comes up to me and she's like, I want to tell you, I'm totally fangirling right now. No, and she I, didn't. <laughs> oh, I my said, God. Get out of here. What are you talking about? She goes, I love your podcast. Oh my I God. said, you're joking. Get the fuck out of here, right? She goes, why no? And I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. She is a fan of the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. Can we make why no shirts? Oh, please. That's our sign. I That's our sign. I got to tell you. W- I know. I- and I'm sure she's listening like Claire you made my fucking day then I told my mom that story and she almost fell over because she's like what's when are you gonna get paid for this I'm like no it's never gonna get paid so I told my mom one day one day one day she flipped out she was so excited about it (laughs) so thank you Claire but Claire so then Lauren Book was over there trying to shill these 
these shirts for us. And she said, yes. I, I made eye contact with her. I'm like, hi. And then she sat down. She's like, like right in front of me. She's like, what's going on? And I was like, so we have a podcast. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Tina's like, won't like right yes. next to me. Yes. And I was like, this is uh, my co-host Tina. And I told oh her all goodness. about it. And then I was like, well, we do these regular episodes where we cover like shitty people in politics, but then we also, and then Claire goes, they have a thing and it's called Lil Muck and they interview <gasps> people. Oh, she did. Did. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, hi, this is my fan. This is oh, our number one fan, Claire. Oh um, Which I is incredible. This. Yeah. Claire. I know, Claire. A bit oh amazing. And I won't, you know, that's my middle name. It is. It's my grandmother's name, Claire. Spelled the same way as our super fan, Claire. Um, who is not a wino. Um, so <laughs> she, I told her, we asked her to be on the podcast. She's going to come and we booked it. So she will uh, be coming to record with us in a couple of weeks. And you, and I have to say, I loved your pun. Oh, I said she was booked, booked. on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, I made Tina proud. I was like, uh, I said it to a friend of mine. And I was like, kill me now. Oh but I, uh, um, I was super excited. So we are going to have the minority leader of the Florida Senate oh my sitting in my fucking dining room talking to us. And she said, I said to her, because she talked about how hard it is to be in a Democrat of Florida right now. It really yeah. sucks. And to be in Tallahassee is even worse. And I said, well, I said, well, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk to you about the hopelessness that I feel. And what are we supposed to be doing? Like, can we please just get real about this shit? And, and what it must be. And yeah, I think if people know how hard it is, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that will prompt people to do so. I I just. Yeah. And what it's like to be a woman serving. Cause she mentioned a a little story, which we can say for the podcast. Yes. She's like, I also want to talk about this. And she told us a story and I was like, holy fuck. We need to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so it's, she's- It's um, enough already. It's enough already. She's pretty incredible and she's crisscrossing the state. Not only is she running her, like has her own campaign to get reelected because she has a primary uh, Democrat running against her in the primary, but she's, those because she's the minority leader in the Senate, she's also the head of uh, Senate Victory, which is a PAC yeah. that gives money. So she's trying to- Get oh, these and she's five helping, Senate, yeah, Senate she's seats, helping uh, about flipped. those other seats and she yeah. talked about those. Which is what she talked yeah. about. The majority of standing yeah. up there was talking about other candidates, electing yeah. other candidates. It's fucking incredible. I mean, I, I gotta tell you, she fucking blew me away. She I, did. Emma was next to me crying. She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. I, I, no, I just, it was, it was incredible. It was very powerful. Yeah. So yay, yay, yay. Lauren yes. Buck, uh, hashtag hot team blonde, team <gasps> hot blonde. Ooh. We're doing it. We're doing, of course I screwed up the hashtag cause I'm a nerd. So it's fine. Um, the House passed uh, some gun legislation this week. Yes. Um, and every headline in the paper the next day was House passes gun legislation likely to fail in the Senate. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, boom, like, fuck yeah. you. Can we stop crowing can around we, or, or about we, legislation yeah, that's I mean, never going to be I mean, a thing? They're the ones that talk about how the Democrats politicize everything. Yeah. Like, this is the time to really come together. Like, it is beyond horrible that we live the way that we do in the United States of America, Mm -hmm. that we are the United States of America and our children are dying more than police officers and military folks combined Mm. that we're allowing people to live in fear and that the solution is more weapons. (laughs) And, and the thing that I am most afraid of for myself living in the state of Florida is the potential for an open carry. Yeah. I mean, we joke about Florida man and this and that, but like, no, it's a it real thing. is very scary yeah. to think that I could be, wa- and, and I, I, I think back to that encounter that I had with that white supremacist at Publix mm-hmm. who followed me around. And if he had a gun on his side, would I have walked up to stop him from harassing that woman in the parking lot? 
Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you wouldn't. Well, you wouldn't I, have said anything. I would have been made more. I was already afraid. Yeah, it's all about intimidation. Um, Why else know, would you carry it? Um, and, and and to know, like, if I go in a space and there's people with guns, I'm gonna walk out. Like, I'm not gonna want to stay in that space with my kids and shop somewhere. Like, Mm-mm. I, 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 I don't, I don't even know. And I don't even know like what level guns they're allowed to walk around with. Right. How large of like a gun? Like you've seen in Texas, how many Starbucks with a, with a rifle yeah. like across like, the I, body? I can't do it. I can't do it. I Get can't. A macchiato with a, a side yeah. of rifle. No, thank you. Right? No. Mm-mm. Oh God, it's really scary. It is, and I saw that Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah. You know he he went and he, and he and it, he's a kind of a funny. Um, I don't mean like funny, haha. Just no, no, like, yeah. it's like hard can't to know him. where can't, yeah. can't he stands. He doesn't really yeah. show if he's a, a Republican or a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because he's from Texas and who, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but he did come, I mean, and he was very emotional. I don't know if you watched him I did speak. watch some of it. Yep. Um, and he was very emotional and, and, but he was right. He's like, like, these are, these kids are dying. He had to go and talk to these parents who can't he's identify from there. That's, that's their where he's children. From. Right. I mean, decapitated, that alone, decapitated, that, that, these Tina. Are babies. Yeah, the bullets. I, 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 I'm telling you, like, I wouldn't have even been able to talk to Matthew McConaughey as a parent when he's saying, you know, this parent said this. I, I would be in, in, in. I would. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I can tell and you. I'm even afraid. Fact- I'm afraid. I'm afraid, and then I'm afraid of. Let's have more teacher. We already have that in Florida where teachers can be armed. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, you know what also is, I mean, this is just a side note, is that uh, uh, Manuel um, Oliver, who you spoke to, is yes. we're very close to getting, <clears throat> excuse me, to getting him on the podcast. Yes. Um, is that his son died, uh, Joaquin died at Marjorie Snowman Douglas. He stood outside that White House for like two begging. weeks. Begging. for begging. a meeting with Biden. Begging. He finally got a meeting with some side people who work for Biden, right, in right. the White House. Matthew McConaughey met with President Biden. Right. It's a little fucking off for me. I mean, I'm sure Manuel no. Oliver's like, all right, whatever it takes. No, but, no, I get um, it. I get it. But just because you have star me. power, th- like this is a person's he's using child. It. I, li- I like that he's using his voice for that. No, no. It, I absolutely, do. I appreciate it. Absolutely. However, like take it, have an audience with this man. I don't yeah, get it. I don't either. It shouldn't take that long. I don't long. get it. Why is he out there? And he's ca- probably like, it stunts. shouldn't take so long to have a change. That his son and all these other children four years ago went through this. And now again, like it's again and again and again. And now my son, my now my 13 year old mm-hmm. will come up to me every couple of days going, um, there's been another mass shooting, blah, 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 blah here. There's been an, and, and I'm like, oh my God, like this is the stuff that he's, fo- this is the news that he's following. Right. This is what he follows. Cause Jesus he wants to know. Christ. And I'm like, what should, is that? Maybe you should to say him? to him, Let's, no more. Don't do this. You know, it's not necessary. And, uh, we know it exists. We have to keep moving forward. I mean, we have to live, but, right? But, but he, and, but he, it's like, you know, our children. Of course, it becomes a, a constant they, reminder. They, like, are they the ones now? Like, this has to, has to be their burden too, right? Well, when you know, when, when we went to school, we, think about. I read a whole. Well, it was a pediatrician who testified at the committee hearings uh, on the House about this. She was in the hospital. She grew up in Uvalde. She she's she went to that elementary school. She talked. She described her experience going to the school and like Tuesdays was hamburger days, and you could smell it throughout the school, and you were uh. so excited to go to the lunchroom because you get to have these hamburgers and and you could move freely through the school, like you could run from classroom to classroom. That's what school was like for yes. us. So when your son's looking it up, it's because. 
it is now something that is at his doorstep. Like yes. it is at his face, in his face. That he, this is something this he is, has to be aware of. And, and it's not something we've ever had to be aware of when we were in school. Yeah, And you know, like kids cannot, you know, uh, I'll have kids that would be like, can I just step out to do? And I'm like, no, I, like you have to have a pass. You have to have somewhere. You cannot just be out in the hallway. You can't go here. You, you know, it's, it's very, it is restrictive. And the doors have to remain locked. Mm. They have to remain locked. And like, we're supposed to open the door. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes a student will get up because they're like right there and opening, you know, and they'll, they'll open the door. But like, I'm supposed to be the one to go, uh, like, I have to open it. Right. Like, this is, what what are we doing? We're yeah. locked in a room. We're locked in with, blo- like, eh, whatever. I, I It's it's too much. Well, this is freedom. But you have all the freedom, Tina. It's called yeah. freedom. Welcome <laughs> to the USA. Yeah, and, and Florida, free Florida, right? Like, yeah. we're in the freest state in the land. Don't you feel break. free when you're locked in a room all fucking day? Can't move about freely? <sighs> Oh my God. Motherfuckers. Um, so, I mean, I guess we should mention this insurrection committee. My God. My oh, God. Well, I wa- so I, um, I was at a concert Thursday. Yeah, I didn't so watch it. I, I watched, I watched the, it the next day. I watched the whole thing. Oh, I did not watch the whole thing. I oh, watched the first 10 minutes of that low. video. Oh, the video footage. I, and by the end of it, I had tears. Honey. I did too. I, was I, like, I texted my husband. I go, I'm crying. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something else. I was sitting, I was sitting with people and I'm not going to say where or how or what who were commenting on the video footage, mm-hmm. who uh, said that there really weren't that many people there. We have video. There. It's no. video. No. What no. are you talking about? No. This is so fucked. People yeah. are fucked up. Fucked and, up. And, you know, that, that, that because it's, um, you know, prime time. <sighs> See, I knew this was going to be a thing. Yeah. You Democrats, I'm telling you, it's a thing. I mean, it needed to happen this no, way. However, it's bipartisan. It, the, I get no, it. No, no, this but should like, be on every single news. I agree when we with grew you. Up, when we grew up, what was in the backdrop? I agree what with you. What was on the TV? Iran Contra. I, I agree I with you. I remember that every day. My grandparents looks like a show. It looks like a production, which it needed to be to put it together it, but, but so people we, can understand it. It's uh, not a boring committee I hearing. Feel like, I know, but I feel like as, as a person, I want to know what happened. I want the too. transparency. Listen. And whether it's on, and now I think also that TV is so different now that like before it was like on, like I remember my, cause my grandmother used to watch, she used to call them her stories, the mm-hmm. soaps. Yeah. yeah. She'd go, oh, we want to watch the stories. And uh, you know, it, but then it was, uh, there was, that's one summer where it was just yeah. Oliver North. Like that was on every day. And like, as kids, we sat and watched it. And I think like what kids are going to be watching this with streaming. And you mm. know what I mean? Like it's very easy not to watch this Yeah, because I don't have cable. Like I had a, I had a, I watched it on YouTube the yeah. next day Yeah, because I don't I have watched, cable. I, I watched the first 10 minutes and here, here's the thing. I don't need to be convinced of what happened. Fox News didn't play it, and that's the motherfuckers who need to be convinced of what happened. Well, that's the funny you know? thing. Why aren't they showing this? Because hearing? they're I mean, complicit. They're complicit in it. Yeah, but the thing though that they're what I liked is they they were like, we're gonna lay out this. Pl- yeah, and we're gonna, and they did one. It was two, beautiful, and and I mean, and it's gonna keep going. And this was, but when they showed that footage, oh my god! And when they talked to that that police officer, it was the it was the it was the cop thing for me. It was <sighs> the first ten minutes of that video. With the police saying, we've lost the line. We oh need backup. Oh, my God. Some officer down there screaming on the things. Oh I thought my to myself, God. I cannot believe that any fucking American- Watching this thing could this is a peaceful protest. And, and say that this was okay. 
and that the, they were reading Trump's tweets that Trump, yes. I forgot, I forgot yes. what he was saying. Cause see, now, when that day happened, I was at work. So about three o'clock, so I was looking at the timeline. I'm like, oh, I really wasn't aware what was going on until like two thirty, three o'clock. So same with and they me. Were and I in the building. Yes. I didn't realize that fucking planned lead yes. up into the building. So I was, I was teaching. And so I like, you know, and, and kids were coming in going, there's an, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if they called it an insurrection then, but yeah. they were like, Attack, they were tra- talking about how like this was happening and they're like, can we watch it? And I, w- I wasn't allowed to show anything like that. So I was like, no, we can't watch it. But I was like on my phone, everyone's on their phones and I'm like trying to teach it's a incredible. lesson and this thing is going on in my head. I remember just being not one shot. Like I- I'm surprised more shots weren't fired. Can we get rubber bullets for people? Can we get so, these cops rubber bullets? And, and when they say that I it's mean, a, a, for a peaceful, that this is a peaceful protest, like let's look at the, the March on Washington. Let's look at women's March. Let's look at any yeah. of the, I mean, I went to a, a, an anti-war rally in like 2005 and you know, you, you gather and you have speakers and you, you're not pushing through barriers. So no. for them to say that this was, they and the other thing that I found interesting was that documentarian mm. who was following the Proud Boys around. And like when they were doing the footage, people coming in, like they're like, here are the Proud Boys. I forget the ones in the orange, what they called them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but they're showing like, here's them talking, here's them breaching. Yes, yes. They and, put the little spotlight yes, on them, right? And then the documentarian the night before gets them in a garage speaking the mm. night before. Mm. So, right, like, if this it's was planned. like, yeah, we were just doing it, but they're talking in a garage. They have all the stuff, the, the language from Trump, which he isn't saying, and this is where it's going to be hard because he isn't saying directly, right? It's yeah, all it's so, veiled. It's yeah. all veiled. Yeah. So, like, that's where it's going to, that's going to be the hard part, I think. Also, but, how they were, but, yeah. but, but they meet in the garage mm-hmm. and then prior to, Everyone prior to where he's speaking, it's like an hour before. There's some of them scoping, scoping places out. And, yeah. and, and, and um, the, the head of the committee was like, it seems to me that they're scoping out places that they can break through. Right. An hour or so before. Because so this yeah. is planned. Yeah. Also because there were barricades <laughs> where there was one officer. Oh, That's insane to me. She's trying to hold the barricade with oh, one officer. She went flying back. Oh my oh, God. Oh my God. And then also. And then she helps people that she gets concussed again. Like. The part that's so fucking, this is, this is how, you know, he's complicit and he should be sedition, like should be fucking arrested and thrown in fucking jail. Yes. All of them. And any damn Republican who knew about it that are still sitting in their seats. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Anyway, (laughs) this is how I know he never calls the national guard. No. that to me right there would not do it is so fucking complicit yeah. and like didn't care about anybody in that building. No. Any calling out Mike Pence to do the right thing. They were calling on fucked. hanging. Like, by, by the way, Pence is Pence, right? You're going to call on someone to be hanged. Yeah. And even like going in after Pelosi, like imagine yeah. if I was, I mean, my God. Lo, so like they're screaming her name. I would. AOC, I, AOC was, she was <laughs> watching it and she was, she t- tweeted like she's uh, she videotaped her screen of the of the committee when they're playing that video, and she said and she ret- she treated the video and, and she said, at this moment when this was happening in real time, Lo- Lauren Boebert was tweeting the location of Nancy Pelosi. 
No, she was not. Yeah. She said, yeah. Isn't that a during criminal the, During the insurrection, she was tweeting where she was. And then also, and then AOC said, at, and, said and also at this moment, I was in my bathroom, huddled on the floor thinking I was going to be raped. <gasps> Scared out of my mind in my office bathroom. Like, that's I what mean, was this, happening they, when they all these people they, were running uh, through that building. I can't imagine the trauma. Oh my God. And no, I feel, no, 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 no. I mean, we all talk of them all are this. suffering from yes. it. Believe me. And they're we, all I mean, suffering I know from we all, it. I know we all call, uh, we call out Pelosi all the time. Oh, however, no. she would have been killed. However, come on, no, uh, she would. They would have killed her. Yeah, they would have killed her. What are we doing? What are we doing? And the fact that then his later tweet was like, "Thanks, guys." Kind of like there was nothing. Uh, it's he is a disgusting human being. And then I saw that Ivanka Trump. I'm like, what a no. I is she so uh, I, I I like. This was a dark inside. She's All just, I know ugh. is this: I hope ugh. and I pray to God in the universe and whoever else everybody believes in. Put them in All I ask is that you do this. Let's never repeat this dark, dark time in our life, like in our history of this country. Like this was not only was his entire campaign presidency and this January 6th insurrection, not only was that like just all a nightmare. Dark, we can't repeat that again. Oh no. If, if listen, if we cannot runs, do it. This will all go away. Just, we just need to let them go away. We need to arrest them, put them in jail and let this go. We cannot we reelect can. ever. A Ron DeSantis cannot be. Oh president my of this God. Country. We will see a repeat of this. It, this it will be worse. Major. It's it will major. be worse. Yeah. With DeSantis. I, we it can't will be do worse. this again. We cannot do it again. I'd I take sleepy Joe. Uh, over any of this oh my god please this is not okay it's not okay all right listen (sighs) one last thing because we got to get into it i I I always worry about my oh the camera my camera camera. (laughs) 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 um (laughs) the last thing is little mucks getting a reboot honey we're coming back bitch we're gonna interview oh we got like a triple we have like a triple amazing shows coming up yeah we mentioned lauren book but today we're recording two and so next friday coming out yes will be wesley davis Wes <gasps> davis who is a statewide field director for equality florida yeah um which is a uh they fight for lgbtq rights at the legislature uh i'm excited about him he's i followed him on twitter for a long time and like scooped him out and like what's going on right and um then he followed us on instagram and i was like oh my god <laughs> oh. so i sent him a message immediately and i was like i'm fangirling and he was like oh i just found your podcast where should i start i'm like oh my god here's the episodes you should listen to and then i was like do you want to come on the podcast that was months ago so we have now uh gonna finally which i'm so excited so look for that next friday um jennifer driver yes um and she's gonna talk to us about abortion access she's been like an incredible activist for the past 15 years or so Mm. so i'm really looking forward to speaking to her yeah about the mess that we are in with oh reproductive God. rights. Totally. Um, so I was so excited to talk to her. Yeah. All right. Well, oh. are you ready? You're first. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Today, mm-hmm. I am going to tell the story of former Pennsylvania Attorney General, Catherine Kane. Hmm. So in 2012, Kathleen Kane became the first Democrat and woman nice. to win as Attorney General in Pennsylvania. Uh-oh. But oh, God. when she finds herself in an undercover sting operation, she jeopardizes her career. I love <gasps> this. I know you know I like undercover, this undercover. sting. Yes, honey. Woo! 
All right. So our story is taking place in my home state of Pennsylvania. Oh, hi. oh you don't want to be home state Florida? Okay. All right. Well, okay. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> I don't blame you. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I. I. Pittsburgh will always in the hold bird. my my heart. Yeah. Oh. But uh, she was born in Scranton, which, um, you know, the office is the only thing. (laughs) My kids are just watching this, yes. And uh, prior to her run for attorney general, she worked as an assistant county prosecutor in Lackawanna County, and that's according to PBS. And after being elected as attorney general, she did some good work. Uh, For example, she stopped the attempt to privatize the state lottery. Mm. She went after folks involved in uh, a pay-to-play Pennsylvania turnpike scandal, and she refused to defend the ban on same-sex marriage. She's like, I'm not defending this. Like, Mm. this is wrong, and she's in support of same-sex marriage. And so, you know, like, doing the right thing. Good stuff. So what went wrong? Mm. This story is really rife with um, tensions that occurred prior to Kane's win. So the prosecutor that was working on this sting operation kind of gets a lot of information on Democrats. Okay. Right. And the morning call reported that this took place under the Republican attorney general, uh, Tom Corbett, beginning in 2010. But when Kane took office, she shut down this investigation. Oh, okay. And claiming that the investigation was fueled by racism and didn't really have a leg to stand on because the, the, um, reps that they were going after happened to be part of the Black Caucus. Mm-hmm. And so she felt that it was more about that, though there was some evidence that money was exchanging mm-hmm. hands. Oh, and yeah, those who worked on the case noted that over 400 hours of audio and video highlighted city Democrats for taking money and gifts, which according to the investigation had been in exchange for votes or contracts and the like. Oh boy. And this wasn't big time payments. So this isn't like, like some of the other stuff where it's like $54 million or some huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were four (laughs) uh, politicians involved. Um, It was uh, state rep, Ronald G waters who accepted multiple payments to a total of $7,650 state rep, Vanessa Brown took 4,000 state rep, uh, Michelle Brownlee received uh, 3500 and state rep, I don't know why I can't say that, state rep uh, Lewis Bishop took $1,500. So okay. it's not like these huge, you know, money, but I mean, $5 is too much. A cup yeah. of coffee is too much. You know what I mean? If you're like, willing you to do that, what else are you willing to do? Yes. I'm not so here for that, no. What happened, like how they kind of figured this out is that they used a lobbyist that was a known lobbyist to people named Tyron uh, Ali. And they wired him up and they sent him in to get this intel. And he did it because he was embroiled in his own fraud case to the tune of like $430,000. So they're like, you're going to help us out probably in exchange for leniency or less time or who knows what. And so he did it. And so the money, when the money wasn't exchanged, they did vote in favor of certain. So for example, after Brown allegedly took money, she was asked to vote against um, having to show ID uh, at the polls. And she, along with everyone else, voted in favor of that. So Mm. it's hard to, you know, again, like maybe she would have voted that way anyway. Who knows? But now she's taken money, right? right? But all of them denied the allegations. And Mm. remember, this case kind of just disappeared. So nothing ever went forward. These are all allegations. I'm not saying anybody did this. This is just what the investigation found, right? But when Kane comes on the scene, she's just like, yeah, no, this is about racism. There isn't enough evidence here. Mm. Like, we're not, I'm not following it. But um, the morning call did report that evidence was given to federal prosecutors. So, you know, she's at the state level, but the, the prior group sent it forward to federal prosecutors. And uh, this was a few weeks before Kane even was inaugurated as AG. 
And they didn't take the case, but they declined to say why. So I don't know if there was enough mm, evidence right. or who knows what. Um, the prosecutors on the state level, however, felt that Kane should have removed herself from the case as she knew a judge who had been involved with um, the informant. And she denied that there was conflict. So there's all of this like tension because there's like the old people that are around right. that want her to move forward. She's newly elected. So there's like a lot of butting heads okay. that's happening. Like it's not... Uh, uh, you know, like the things at the office aren't, there's yeah. tension. Right. So again, she felt like that since federal po- prosecutors saw a flawed case that she was justified in shutting things down. Cause she's like, they're not chasing it on the federal level. Like whatever, I'm not yeah. going to go, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So the morning call uh, <clears throat> article states that there's like all this drama that have like mucked everything up because of this case. And there was a lead prosecutor named Frank Fina who he was one of the people on the case trying to like take down these four people. Yes. And Fina and Kane did not have good feelings for one another. Oh they like did not like each other um, because during the campaign, Kane had said that Fina took too long on the famous Sandusky case. So remember the Sandusky Ooh, case, yes. the, the Penn state football mm. coach and all of that. And she, so she, you know, she's running. So she's calling out people sort of in the, other attorney general's Not office. good idea. Honey, you got to go he, in there. And she's like, you know, what like they doing? took too long. They didn't do enough. Like, the, you know, and that's kind of what she- Trying to get votes. Trying to get votes, right? Oops. So when she took office, she replaced him. But prior to doing so, she had folks go into Fina's office to try and find files on the Sandusky case to try to show like that they were faulty. What? Yeah. Bitch, that's not okay. So now like, again, like this is causing more and more tension. Oh no. But then Fina, before leaving office, copied the sting files (gasps) from those four people, (laughs) sent them to federal prosecutors. And then there was like a leak to the press that like, and now it's like, oh, Kane isn't doing anything. Like she's not following through. And now she's getting this press that like, yeah, she isn't prosecuting these people and it's because wow. they're Democrats. So Dang. now she, so now she's pissed off. So she decides to have some revenge. Can people just <laughs> do their jobs? Can you just work? What, oh what are you doing God. with this back and forth bullshit? What are we in high mm. school? Just fucking work. And, and I, I do want to say that Kane did say that she listened to all those hours of tapes and her feeling was, I bet she didn't do shit. Come on. Her feeling was, and and we've talked about this on on the podcast before, that where does the line get drawn between an actual case of like bribery or entrapment? Mm -hmm. And she felt like these were more incidents of entrapping someone rather than it being a legitimate, like they're doing something. You know what I mean? All right. So that's what that's what she Yeah, felt. I guess the difference is if you go looking for it and then they yes. go, oh, okay, let's put a honey yeah. trap out and here. And she's for like, her, yeah, she's like, are we using our power to create a crime? Right. Or right. rather than stopping a crime from happening, so you would right? take it. Right, yeah. Right, right. So that's like, which I feel like is a legitimate thing. And maybe yeah. if she would have just let things go yeah. and take the heat yeah. and move on with her life, like things wouldn't have happened the way they did. Mm. So how does all this drama lead to her downfall? Well, she ends up leaking grand jury testimony uh, to smear the two state prosecutors who she was allegedly upset with for leaking the story about her not wanting to pursue the corruption case. Good grief. Now get a life. You're the fucking yeah. attorney general. So she, it's of like, Pennsylvania, it's like bitch. you want to leak shit about me. I'm going to leak shit about you. How oh, about that? My God. However, when she took the HE position, she swore an oath 
that you will not share any information from grand jury testimony. Like that is like, you're not allowed to right. do it. And she signed that. Right. Grand juries right. is how you get an indictment. Yes. So there's information <laughs> in there that might not show up in the trial even. Yes. So you can't, what, what is she doing? So there was a memo like related to uh, that case and it that was emailed to her. And this is all tied to like the Sandusky stuff and all this other stuff. Okay. And that's the memo that gets leaked. Oh, Jesus. Right? And then she claimed that she never saw the email. This email was a big email because, okay, it's like they called it Porngate. Okay. Because um, the email was about how, all, like during the Sandusky case, they were like sending each other memes about like sexual assault and like stupid shit like that. All what? Of, yes. And other things. It's a little inappropriate. <clears throat> don't, yes. don't touch this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's there. a little inappropriate in the middle of a trial where children were being raped. Young men yes. were being raped. Yes, yes. So um, basically the email, that scandal, according to WESA, resulted in six firings, two resignations, and 23 reprimands. Oh my gosh. And again, tied to Sandusky. So the folks involved, they were sending, like I said, these inappropriate emails. Oh my God. But along with like the stuff that was like kind of tied to like the Sandusky stuff, they were also like racially charged. Oh and, my gosh, Tina. And some of them, and I, and I saw a couple, I'm not going to post it on Please, Instagram, uh, but a couple of them about violence towards women. Uh, and according to Kane, were pornographic, like some of the other stuff that was tied to so Sandusky. So is Zafina one of the people who were sending these things to? All of them. Oh my God, this is so sick. Right, so she leaks So she leaks that. These are people who are supposed to be, but they, be the good guys. Right. So she leaks that. Oh And she my God. also ended up having to retract a statement where she claimed that state employee, employees were sending porn that had pictures of children, but that wasn't true. So oh she my was God. like, oh. you know, like she's really stirring the pot. What is wrong? Yes. Like so much drama. Yes. Just get your job done. Don't you have enough fucking and, work to do? And these people were going to get fired. Like this was coming out anyway. The problem was that she gave it to the press. Oh. Right. And like, because she was upset that her shit got sent to the press. She is a monster. This is so, fucked up. Like yes. you really need to get your shit together. Yes. So Penn Life Keep reported that she had to say that employees did not send child porn and that there would be no charges. Like, because if it was child porn, of course oh. that would be something else, but they're just sending like, they're being really shitty with the stuff that they're sending. Yeah. So the issue is that the information and the scandal was leaked to the press and she denies it. She also had state employees accessing other employees' emails to keep tabs on the investigation. What? Which um, she wasn't allowed to do because of the protective order that the judge had in the case. But she's like, try to get me more Oh info. my gosh. Yeah. So according to Pittsburgh's Action News 4, in 2014, she testifies before the grand jury regarding whether or not she's leaked information to specifically harm her uh, political enemies. Uh -oh. And she, she says, says, no, no, oh! <laughs> I didn't do any of that. So now she's lied oh, before no. a grand jury. And like, that's it. Like, perjury, you, you're, you're over. You're over. What is wrong with you? This is, <laughs> it's the email. It's paper. It's Porn stuff gay. That, yeah, but, but this is stuff that can be accessed. Yes. That's proof and evidence. What does she think she's going to do? I know. I mean, so I, then in April 2015, she fires prosecutor James Baker after he testified before the grand jury. Oh boy. So they start looking yeah. into that to see if it was retaliatory because it's like, I, and I could see why they may think so. Oh, you're testifying. Suddenly you're out of a job. And she's like, no, it was a, for other things. Mm. And later that same month in April of 2015, the grand jury recommends charges noting, quote, the testimony of Attorney General Kane was not an honest account of the events, and she mischaracterized events to cover up activities undertaken at her direction to unlawfully release documents subject to grand jury secrecy. Mm. 
And Furman announced that Kane did what she did, quote, in hopes of embarrassing and harming former state prosecutors she believed, without evidence, made her look bad. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. Like, be pissed off at these guys. But if they're involved in Porngate, let the, let it roll out. Let it roll out. Let it play out. It's all going to come out eventually. Let them get whatever issue, you know, whatever. Even if they get fired and it doesn't come out because it's protected. Like, who cares? They're gone. Like, now you're jeopardizing your whole career because you're pissed off? So messed it's up. It's like so petty. It is. Like rise so, above that yes. shit. So some of the charges, according to Pittsburgh Action 4 News, perjury, false swearing, obstruction, and conspiracy. Mm. And like so many others before her, when she is officially charged and then released on her $10,000 bond, she has no plans on resigning of her course seat. Not. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm just going to say, but it's like, just resign. Like you screwed up, you know, why prolong it? Um, and now she did say, like, if I resign, that's an admission of guilt, which I get. But at the same time, it could be like, you know what? I'm going to take a leave of absence until this plays out. Yeah. Let the office run without all of this sort of turmoil surrounding Jesus. it. I don't know. So when she does speak, according to Pittsburgh Action News 4, she spills some dirt. She says that she's being targeted. She's the victim. And she is for exposing emails that contain pornographic and racist material. Honey. This is what she says at her press conference. Oh, God. It never ends. And then the court. And she she calls on the court. She's like, release the emails. And then they do release the emails. And like I said, some of them were pretty gross. Oh, God. And the one that I was like, oh, my God, that this was going around in like the 2000s was um, there was a girl with a black eye. Right? She has one black eye. Okay. And um, it's titled uh, Irish Sunglasses. Oh, no. And it's captioned, free pair when you forget dinner. Like, so then the other eye will oh, get knocked out. Oh, my God. And then it was like the same image was used with like other kind of stupid me. It was like shit like Jesus that Christ. that they're sharing. Yeah, like, these what guys are you- supposed to be prosecuting yes. the people who do that kind of stuff. You know, like, it's, not it's funny. so gross. You should take that seriously. Yeah, Physical it's assault. gross. It's like- and, and you want to do it from your personal account and be a jerk off? Fine. But you're doing this on a state like on your job. Do they email. not understand email in 2000? Yeah. Like, I mean, th- that's the craziest part to me is that all of this is but they're all traceable. sending it. And it's like one of those, yeah. like, 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 Oh, ha ha ha. And then they're sending it like groups. And it's every- like an episode of the office. It's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. so fucked up. So throughout the trial, it's found that she did conspire to leak the info. She worked with her political consultant, uh, Joshua Morrow, who testified that this was the plan. And in 2016, she's found guilty of two counts of perjury, seven misdemeanor charges that included obstruction and conspiracy. CNN reported that state prosecutor Kevin Steele had this to say, quote, it seemed that we had somebody who felt that she was above the law. And that's not the case because no one is above the law. We are a very honorable profession here. We have rules that we have to abide by. And there are no exceptions to that. Kane had this to say during the time of her trial, quote, I don't think it's any secret that I'm not a good politician. I don't like politics. I despise it. And I don't believe I'm good at politics. And it's just wild to me that she tanked her entire career on a lie to the grand jury. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but that's not even being a politician. You're not even a good fucking attorney yeah, general. Like, you're not a good lawyer. You know, like, it's like, who you, does you, this? You, you, you work your whole life. Like you, 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 you are the first female, the first Democrat, like this oh, great God. thing. And now it's tarnished, you know? And then how do we, and then how do people trust to put someone else in that yeah. position when look what you did? Yeah. 
Like, it's not just you that you're tarnishing, like, the party. You're tarnishing yeah. women. You're, tar- you know, I don't know. That's And that Sandusky thing was huge. That was huge. Yeah. That to was To think huge. that there was another, like, bullshit happening underneath how yeah. big that fucking case was. And that how was, important oh, it that was. was so horrible. To protect victims and. Ugh. Mm. So she was sentenced to 10 to 23 months in October of 2016. Damn. She reported to jail in November 2018. And because it was like appeal, 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 appeal. Yeah. And she was released in July 2019. So she served eight of the 10 months. Wow. But still like that she went to jail. Like for lying, you know, like it's like, like, and, and necessary has to happen. Got to do it. And the aftermath, she loses her law license. So now like there's her career, you know, like that's it. What like happened she, to the other guys? Did anybody else lose their fucking law license? I know. This is bullshit. Like, what is she doing? She's so, You're going to allow these tiny little men I get know. in the way of your fucking hard work? I know. Honey, get your shit together. Get it together. Bitch, oh, Kathleen. no. Kathleen. Kathleen. <gasps> uh, so the other thing that was part of the fallout of this case is that the grand jury info that Kane leaked, you know, um, had to do uh, with a case involving Wyatt Mond desire who was the former head of the philadelphia naacp Mm. and those emails according to lehigh valley reported that it ended up so he kind of get like he didn't really do anything wrong but because all these emails are getting released and like his name is attached like it ends up harming him and like his charity and all this stuff like she didn't think of like all the other stuff involved she's an asshole yes it really is about her that's why this whole thing happened and some points of interest according to craig mccoy's uh, Philadelphia Inquirer article in May of this year, Kane was arrested again. What? This time for a DUI, and oh, that was in well. violation of her probation. No, she's going back to jail. So specifically, she hit someone's car. Oh my god! When officers arrived, she refused a breathalyzer. Oh my god! But the officers on the scene alleged she couldn't stand on one foot. Oh. She had slurred speech, and she smelled like booze. Oh, this poor woman. Her probation Fuck. was revoked. And she had to check into rehab. So instead of going to jail, like she had to go into, she had already served, um, uh, she was jailed for a couple of months and then she had done like this other rehab. And then the judge was like, like, you need to go get treatment. Yeah. So she ends up, um, and she, the judge is the same judge that sentenced her the first time. Oh, no. Judge uh, Demchik Aloy. And he said, quote, I was hopeful of not seeing you. But that was your choice, not mine. Mm. You know, bad, bad, bad. Uh, One article from the Billy Penn site explored. Now, this I thought was interesting. This article was exploring whether or not Kathleen Kane should be looked at as a feminist icon. Despite what happened, some feel that she was calling out the misogynistic behavior of these men with these emails, right? Mm -hmm. And that she was fighting hard against this established boys club you know, and she's trying to fight against them and they're coming at her and she's like, screw you. You guys are a bunch of trash. Maybe like, look at your emails. Look at this bullshit. She went about it the wrong way. Yeah. She went about it the wrong way. Philly councilwoman Cindy Bassett quote, we owe a debt of gratitude to Kathleen Kane because if it weren't for her, then I'm certain we would never have known anything about any of these emails. And executive director of Pennsylvania's now the National Organization of Women, uh, Karen Hunt said, quote, Kathleen Kane has done the women of the state a big favor by exposing this hornous nest of racism and sexism and homophobia. So, you know, I think she was trying to do the, th- the right thing to show that these guys are trash. But again, like, you can't be surreptitious about it. You like go up. You're an attorney general. I'm sure that there is a way that they could have figured out legally to go about and have these things exposed without her jeopardizing her entire career and landing in jail. And And she's fighting. She's already won. 
She won the election. <sighs> That's already beating all of that. Yes. So all you need to do now, honey, is work hard. Yes. Keep your head up. Ignore that fucking bullshit and prove them fucking wrong. Don't yes. fucking give them the fuel. Yes. And that's what she did. She fell into this like, I'm going to get this, them. But it's also yeah. like, it's not a feminist icon thing to be fucking petty yeah. and like gossipy and like uh, paranoid, which yeah. is what she was. She let it get to her. And yes. she didn't just rise above it. And it's and hard. And I can imagine work. that it probably was really hard to have to go in I'm and like sure it face was, these but men. You know what? And, that's the job you wanted. Yeah. And you know they're shitty. We all know what's happening. We yeah. all know. But it's not your job to do that. Your job right. is to pr- prosecute these cases, run that office, and you let that fuck, you got down in the goddamn muck, yeah. the muck with them. So yeah. it's that yeah. fuck, it's fucked up. So there was one little funny thing, um, a couple funny things with this trial is that she has a twin sister. Okay. Um, when, you know, it was a big deal. Like she's going into case, into court, and she has her twin sister like, walk in like dressed and walk in so that all the cameras are taking pictures of the twins so she can kind of come in and like go unnoticed <laughs> yeah. and people are like she's tricking everyone with the twin sister <laughs> you know I was like oh that's so funny that yeah. like that like they plan like you're gonna go in and walk ahead they're gonna think you're me <laughs> and she's gonna kind of slide into court without having her photo taken I thought that was funny um and then another article noted that her sister did receive some of the emails tied to Porngate really because her sister worked for the AG's office prior to her like winning oh, that seat. Wow. But she wasn't reprimanded or disciplined like everyone else. <sighs> Come on, bro. Stop trying to make this person uh, oh, good. Come on, Tina. It's uh, enough. And enough. then she and then the sister um ends up out of her job because she received like this 19% pay raise in one year after filing a complaint that she wasn't paid equally to others in her position. Mm-hmm. But basically she and other people in Kane's circle kind of all lose their jobs. And it's a shame for the sister because she was working as a clerk prior to all of this, Mm. you know? And here's the thing. If somebody sends you an email, like you can't control what someone sends you. You know what I mean? Like if some, if you're part of a chain, I don't want to call it a chain email, but if you're a a group email and like someone's sending these stupid memes, you're just, if you send it out, then I feel like you're complicit. But if you receive it, I guess you should tell some, I mean, she should have gone to HR maybe, or someone to say Mm. like, Hey, especially in the two thousands, like we've been having training on a, this yeah. type of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, on like workplace harassment or things like that. Like that's something I feel like you could go to HR about and say, I don't feel comfortable with these uh, memes that are yeah. getting sent around. Right. You know, like maybe that should have been the process is one person who received it going to HR. Now it's on fire. You know what I mean? Right. Like there had to be a different way. I don't know. But that's the story of Kathleen Kane's corruption in the Keystone State. <laughs> <laughs> okay S- tina excellent wonderful i loved it <gasps> somebody came to knock on the door and i got a little like spooked yes i don't like people don't come to my door i don't want to see you yeah i don't no, want to see you please don't, don't want the salesperson but i'm always like <gasps> no <is> solicitors <laughs> um, and otherwise yeah hey it's dalton and sam we want to tell you about our podcast called big 10 plus four Are you a college football fan who doesn't want to always be talking about the SEC? Are you a college basketball fan who's tired of hearing how the Big Ten doesn't win in the big dance? Then we're the show for you. Check us out each week on the Odd Pods Media Network. We bring you college sports with a Big Ten flavor. Big Ten Plus Four. College sports with Midwest perspective. Blue collar and blue blood. So, to continue the LGBTQ yes. Pride Month, 
I'm going to hit a very sad note. Oh, I'm so no. sorry. But I think it's important. Yeah, no, no. I am going to cover the murder. <gasps> no. Of Matthew Shepard. Oh, God. I know. I'm sorry. I know. But I have to tell you, and I think I've said it on this podcast before, but the Laramie Project. Oh, yeah. That movie um, really changed. It really changed my life. Mm. And I had, you know, friends in, um, you know, the gay community. And this came out. <laughs> I know I keep touching everything. I just when I edit um, the audio, all I hear is I, like sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what are you um, um, <laughs> and that movie, I cried. Yeah, I cried. There is one scene, and I'm probably gonna cry describing it. But do you know the scene, and I think I've talked about it on here before, where um, they go to march for him. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, and there's like no one on one side of the street, and then they go around. And it's like the whole street yeah. is filled. It's uh, incredible. It's incredible. Uh, Let's get into it because we got we got a you're little gonna make muck me cry. Got, this makes me and cry. We got a video story. that'll run out, so we need to get because we did okay. too much up front, too much, know, too much, too much. It's I my know. fault. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay, so LGBTQ people frequently experience violence directed toward their sexuality or because of their sexuality, gender identity, or gender expression. This violence may be enacted by the state, as in laws, uh, punishing them for homosexual acts or by individuals. It may be psychological or physical and motivated by homophobia. Uh, or tra- and or transphobia influencing factors may be cultural religious or, p- or political biases right so everybody's aware of these things and they happen currently like this is still a real thing for the lgbtq community um currently homosexual acts are legal in almost all western countries and in many of these countries violence against lgbtq people is classified as a hate crime thanks to uh matthew shepherd's family and activists and the law yeah yeah Um, Outside the West, many countries are deemed potentially dangerous to the LGBTQ community uh, population due to both discriminatory legislation and threats of violence. Such violence is often associated with religious condemnation of homosexuality or conservative social attitudes that portray homosexuality as an illness or a character flaw, which it is not. No. Historically, state-sanctioned persecution of homosexuals was mostly limited to male homosexuality termed sodomy um, in America. Uh, or in around the world. So we talked about that with the boys in Boise, yeah. the, all these sodomy laws. So in some countries, 85% of LGBTQ students experience homophobic and transphobic, violent, transphobic violence in school and 45% of transgender students drop out of school. You know, I I kind of just really, like Matthew Shepard was this point that I, we both remember, but also just I want to remind people that people are killed every single day because yes. they're in the part of the community. And the trans yes. community in specifically is murdered at a higher rate than any other uh, community. Yeah. Um, and it's mostly because of lack of visibility and lack of understanding. And so the trans community has been like, that's, you know, I will quote Joe Biden on this, that trans rights are the new civil rights. I actually 100% believe that um, black trans women are the most marginalized group of people um, in this country. And yeah. if we are protecting them, then all the rest, the rest of us are all protected. Yeah. If the trans black, black trans women are protected, we all have our rights. So we really need to think about that, <sighs> the intersection of, um, that population. So Matthew Shepard. Matthew Shepard was born 1976 in Casper, Wyoming. He was the first of two sons born to Judy and Dennis Shepard. As a child, he was, quote, friendly with his all his classmates, um, but was targeted and teased due to his small stature and lack of athleticism. He developed <sighs> an interest in politics at an early age. Um, Saudi Aramco hired his father in the summer of 1994, and Shepard's parents subsequently resided in the Saudi Aramco residential camp in Duran, 
Um, it's like an oil, oil yeah. field. During that time, Shepard attended the American School in Switzerland, from which he graduated in May 1995. He participated in theater and took German and Ita- Italian courses. He then attended Catawba College in North Carolina and Casper College in Wyoming. And he became a first-year political science major at the University of Wyoming in Laramie with a minor in languages and was chosen as a student representative for the Wyoming Environmental Uh, Council. I mean... So young, sweet, interested in life, environment, language. all the good things. Yeah. All the good things. He was an Episcopalian and once served as an altar boy in the church. He was described by his father as optimistic and accepting young man who had a special gift of relating to almost everyone. He was the type of person who was very approachable and always looked to new challenges. Shepard had a great passion for equality and always stood up for the acceptance of people's differences. Michelle Joshui, who had been Shepard's friend and later created a documentary about him called Matt Shepard is a Friend of Mine, described him as, quote, a tender-hearted and kind person, end quote. In 1995, Shepard was beaten and raped Uh. during a high school trip to Morocco. Uh, this caused him to experience depression and panic attacks, according to his mother. And his uh, friends fear that his depression had driven him to become involved with drugs during this time in college. And he was hospitalized multiple times for clinical depression and suicidal ideation. So, oh, poor baby. He's been through a lot. Yes. So, yes. all right. Let's get into this. Um, on the night of October 6th, 1998. Shepard was approached by Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson at the Fireside Lounge in Laramie. All three men were in their early 20s. McKinney and Henderson offered to give Shepard a ride home. They subsequently drove to a remote rural area and proceeded to rob, pistol whip, and torture Shepard, tying him to a barbed wire fence and leaving him to die. Many media reports contained the graphic account of the pistol whipping and his fractured skull. Reports described how Shepard was beaten so brutally that his face was completely covered in blood, except where he had been partially cleansed by his tears. <sighs> oh my God. I know. He's just so young, Tina. I can't. The assailant's girlfriends testified that neither McKinney nor Henderson was under the influence of alcohol or other drugs at the time of the attack. McKinney and Henderson testified that they learned of Shepard's address and intended to steal from his home as well. After attacking Shepard and leaving him tied to the fence in near freezing temperatures, Ugh. McKinney and Henderson returned to town. And McKinney proceeded to pick a fight with two men, um, 19 and 18 year old. And the fight resulted in head wounds for both one, one of these other kids and McKinney. And police officer Flint Waters arrived at the scene of the fight. He arrested Henderson and he searched McKinney's truck and he found a blood smeared gun along with Shepard's shoes and his credit cards or credit card. Henderson and McKinney later tried to persuade their girlfriends to provide alibis for them and help them dispose of the evidence. Still tied to the fence. Oh, the Shepard was in a coma. That's that's the time that they could have said, yeah, there's there's this kid out out there. What the fuck do they care? Still tied to the fence, Shepard was in a coma 18 hours Jesus after the attack Christ. when he was discovered by Aaron Crifellis, Crifels, a cyclist who initially mistook Shepard as a scarecrow. Yeah. That's how he was just like laying. Ugh. Reggie Flutie, the first police officer to arrive at the scene, found Shepard alive but covered in blood. The medical gloves issued by the Albany County Sheriff's Office were faulty and Flutie's supply had run out. She decided to run her bare hands to clear an airway in Shepard's bloody mouth. A day later, she was informed that Shepard was HIV positive and that she might have been exposed to the virus. 
she took AZT for several months and she was testing negative. So she's yeah. fine. She's okay. Uh, Judy Shepard later, uh, Matthew's mother later wrote that she had learned of her son's HIV status while he lay dying in the hospital. <sighs> he had suffered fractures to the back of his head and in the front of his right ear. He experienced severe brain stem damage, which Jesus. affected his body's ability to regulate his heart rate, body temperature, and other vital functions. There were also about a dozen small lacerations around his head, face, and neck. His injuries were deemed too severe for doctors to operate. Shepard never regained consciousness and remained on full life support. While he lay in intensive care and in the days following the attack, candlelight vigils were held in countries around the world. Shepard was pronounced dead six days after the attack. At 12.53 a.m. on October 12, 1998, he was 21 years old. It's a baby. Uh, I, I remember, I mean... I remember like so much news coverage of this was like one of the, I think for me, like the biggest account or, or media coverage of a hate crime like this. Yeah. Well, that I'm, I'm I remember I, we get into, yeah. I'm going to tell you why, because that, it, that I remember as a young person, cause I was his like, friends like, were like, fuck this. his age. His friends were very vocal from the beginning. Yeah. were like, fuck this. This is yeah. because he was gay and like yeah. push it out there. It was like, this is, we're not going to let this go away, you know, which is fucking incredible. Yeah. You know? So McKinney and Henderson were arrested and initially charged with attempted murder, kidnapping, and aggravated robbery. After Shepard's death, the charges were upgraded from attempted murder to first-degree murder, which meant that the two defendants were eligible for the death penalty. Their girlfriends, Kristen Price and Chastity, or yeah, Chastity Paisley, were charged with being accessories after the fact. Ooh. So at McKinney's November 1998 pretrial hearing, Sergeant Rob Debris testified that McKinney had stated in an interview on October 9th that he and Henderson had identified Shepard as a robbery target and pretended to be gay to lure him out to their truck and that McKinney had attacked Shepard after Shepard put his hand oh, on McKinney's please. knee. That's such bullshit. Detective Ben Fritzen testified that Price stated McKinney told her the violence against Shepard was triggered by how McKinley, quote, felt about gays, end quote. In December 1998, Paisley uh, pleaded guilty to being an accessory after the fact of first-degree murder. On October 5th, 1998, Henderson avoided going to trial when he pleaded guilty to murder and kidnapping charges. In order to avoid the death penalty, he agreed uh. to testify against McKinney, and he was sentenced to, by District Judge Jeffrey A. Don Donnell to two consecutive life terms. <sighs> Bye the fuck out at Henderson's sentencing his lawyer argued that Shepard had not been targeted because he was gay okay prosecutor Cal Ru Ruocha alleged that McKinney and Henderson pretended to be gay to gain Shepard's trust Price McKinney's girlfriend testified that Henderson and McKinney had quote pretended they were gay to get Shepard in the truck and to rob him end quote McKenney's lawyer attempted to put forward a gay panic defense, which I'm going to cover fucking soon, uh, arguing that McKenney was driven to temporary insanity by oh alleged sexual God. advances by Shepard. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you is right. They, you know how many people have tried to use gay panic in, in, a, in a fucking defense? I'm so sorry. I, I, I hate Fuck everybody. Off. The defense was rejected by the judge. Thank you can't God. say you're panicked when you tried when to lure him because yes, he's gay. Yes. Because you wanted to pretend you were yes, gay. You to rob somebody. Prick. Give me a break. Dumb motherfucker. McKinney's lawyer stated that the two men wanted to rob Shepard but never intended to kill him. Oh, he just beat him to death and right. leave him in the fucking freezing cold. Yeah. Rurucci uh, argued that the killing had been premeditated, dri driven by, quote, greed and violence, rather than by Shepard's sexual orientation. The jury found McKinney not guilty of premeditated murder, but guilty of felony murder and began to deliberate on the death penalty. Shepard's parents brokered a deal that resulted in McKinney receiving two consecutive life terms without the possibility of parole. 
which I think is incredible that the parents were even a uh, part of that. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you know, wow. like, or would you be okay with this? Yeah. Henderson and McKinney were incarcerated in the Wyoming State Penitentiary in Rollins and were later transferred to other prisons because of overcrowding. Following his, her testimony at McKinney's trial, Price, which was his girlfriend, right. uh, pleaded guilty to a reduced charge of misdemeanor interference with a police officer. Okay. I what mean, al- what well, else well, happens? These women. I know. Well, <laughs> what else happens in this time? Uh, what else comes to prominence is this Westboro Baptist Church. These fucking oh, pricks. Oh, God. With Fred uh, Helps. This was uh, Angels in America. Yes. So they yeah. received a national attention for picketing Shepherd's funeral with signs bearing homophobic slogans such as, Matt is in hell and God yeah. hates fags. Yeah. Uh, God, I remember in the, the, the mid to late 90s into the early 2000s. Like, this is what churches were doing. Well, this church. But there are other churches. Oh, and the, the one church up the street, on Federal Presbyterian. Highway. Yeah, the first Presbyterian church. I Federal. told you that story. I jumped out of a Jeep and screamed yeah. in someone's face. Yeah, with Kennedy, right? Kennedy was oh the Reverend, Reverend Kennedy there. I covered it first. It's ep- disgusting. Well, the first episode of the month. It's disgusting. I don't Remember? understand. <laughs> yes. I don't understand how anyone that it claims to, to be religious in any way has any sign that is condemning anyone to hell? Like, who the fuck are you to judge anyone? No, they're not. They're, it's not a church. It's like a, it's like a fucking cult. It's a cult. Yeah. With all his fucking dumb kids with him. So church members <laughs> were, um, also mounted anti-gay protests during the trials of Henderson and McKinney. So this family can't get away from it. This fucking Shepherd family can't get away from these f- pricks. In response, Romaine pa- Patterson, one of Shepherd's friends, organized a group that assembled a cir- in a circle around the West Baptist uh, church protesters, which... You know, this scene is incredible, and I got uh, pictures it, it, for it our is, notes, beautiful. my notes, but the group wore white robes and gigantic wings resembling angels, and it blocked the protesters. So what they did is they, I mean, if you look, it's like a PVC pipe, and it yeah. goes like this, and the and the the sheets are draped, Ugh. and behind them are all the signs, so the families could walk to and from the trial and the funeral of their son, who was fucking murdered, without, without being harassed. Without these horrible human... And these are the same people that stand outside of abortion clinics. Yes, same people. And the same people who want to keep their guns. It, it, they're so gross. Yeah. So despite this action, Shepard's parents were still able to hear the protesters shout, shouting anti-gay remarks and comments towards them. They would say things like, your son's in hell. Your son's burning in hell. I, you know, I don't know any God Ooh. who would fucking approve of that. I know. I don't know any fucking God that would think right. that that's okay. Well, their God only believes what they want, right? Their God, like, and somehow, like, uh, that's the other thing. Like, you, isn't there supposed to be some sort of, like, humility that you would think that you understand God's will? By the way, <laughs> there's so many people suffering in this world, and all you're doing is adding to suffering. Like, you're not even relieving people of suffering. There's people who actually need help that you could be helping. Right. No. You know, this is what pe- they spend mothers their time who need on. formula or food or diapers or, you know, children who are living in poverty. Like, there's people who actually could use your help. You know, homeless who need, maybe need a roof over their head or a hot shower and a meal. But you're going to go to a funeral and, 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 and yell, God hates bags, your son's in hell? What? Fucking really get your priorities in fucking order. Yeah. The police intervened and created a human barrier between the two groups. Angel Action w- was founded by Patterson in April 1999. So they would go around to, Angels of America is a, is a play. It's a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Angel but- Action is this thing that she started and then they would go around and, and go to other places where this West ba- or Borough Baptist Church were harassing people. 
So in the years following her son's death, Judy Shepard has worked as an advocate for LGBTQ rights, particularly issues relating to gay youth. She was a main force behind the Matthew Shepard Foundation, which, which she and her husband, Dennis, founded in December 1998. In June 2019, Shepard was one of the inaugural 50 uh, American pioneer trailblazer heroes inducted on the National LGBTQ Wall of Honor within the Stonewall, uh, Stonewall Inn in New York City. Uh, so legislation. Requests for new legislation to address hate crimes gained momentum during the coverage of this incident. Under existing U.S. federal law and Wyoming state law, crimes committed on the basis of sexual orientation could not be prosecuted as hate crimes. A few hours after... Now, this is... This is 1998. I know. It's wild. I, was, I just graduated high school in 96. Like, this is... This is not that fucking long no, ago. No, it's not that long ago. That we just, like, we, when we talk uh, about turning back the clock on LGBTQ yeah. rights, this shit is fucking brand new. In right. the history of the the, 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 the the age of this country, we just now started to protect people based right. on their sexual orientation. Right. Just now. And they're already and they're still, trying to stop and, it. And, 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 and like you said, like, we're still having... We, we still have so much more to do. Oh, yeah. There's nothing for, like, specific trans rights yes. needs to be having. And not only that, for, for just cost of living, living with, not being thrown out, there's no equality uh, amendment. There's nothing, or there's no equality uh, rights here either, right. even in the country. Like, there's nothing, like, if, you're, if your landlord finds out you're a gay couple, they can throw you out if they, if they want to. And they cannot, there's, not, there's nothing law against that, protecting gay people. It's, it's. A few hours after Shepard was discovered, his friends Walt Bolden and Alex Trout began to contact the media organizations, claiming that Shepard had been assaulted because he was gay. And according to prosecutor Cal Rewucha, I, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, they were calling, uh, quote, he said, quote, they were calling the county attorney's office and they were calling the media and indicating Matthew Shepard is gay and we don't want the fact that he is gay to go unnoticed, end oh. quote. Tina Good Labry. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Thank Tina, God for them. Yes. Tina Labry, a close friend of Shepard, said, quote, Bolden and Trout wanted to make Matt a poster child or something for their cause. And quote, you know what? Good. They needed to, it needed to happen. This would have gone away and nobody would have known about Wyoming in the middle of fucking nowhere. I know. I know. Nobody would have known shit. Bolden linked the attack to the absence of a, of a Wyoming criminal statute protecting for hate crimes charge. In the following session of the Wyoming legislature, a bill was introduced that defined certain attacks motivated by a victim's sexual orientation as hate crimes. The measure failed on a 30-30 tie in the Wyoming House of Representatives. Shame on you. A 21-year-old baby he's was dead. fucking killed and tied to a fucking barbed wire fence because he's gay. Right. And you can't fuck, you got a tie? Yeah. Fuck you. These fucking because they're all tied to the religion. Good for nothing. Again, good for nothing. Religion is the problem. Shame. President Bill Clinton renewed attempts to extend federal hate crime legislation to include gay people, women, and people with disabilities. A hate crimes prevention act was introduced in both the U.S. Senate and the House in November 1997, and reintroduced in March 1999, but was passed by only the Senate in July 1999. In September 2000, both houses of Congress passed such legislation. However, it was stripped out in conference committee. On March 20th, 2007, now we are like the, again, nine years again, later, nine again, years why later. Why are we, you know, we, we, they, they, we have people always talking about how we politicize stuff. This isn't something that should be politicized. Somebody's life. Yeah. He was one of thousands yes. of people who were killed for that reason. He's just, just the face of it. life. On March 20th, 2007, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act. James Byrd Jr. was murdered in, a black man murdered in Texas. I believe. God forgive me, I meant to look this up, but I am 99.9% .9 sure he was the black man who was 
basically lynched. He was dragged behind a truck. Oh, yeah, Remember yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that was introduced by the federal bipartisan <sighs> legislation in the U.S. Congress, sponsored by Democrat John Conyers, uh, with 171 co-sponsors. Shepard's parents attended the introduction ceremony. The bill passed the House of Reps on May 3rd, 2007. Similar legislation passed in the Senate on September 27, 2007. However, then-President George W. Bush indicated he would veto the legislation yeah. if it reached his desk. Yeah. Because he's, because the churches are lining his pockets. That's why. And the people fucking, the people the we elected. are lining his but pockets. But the people we elected. his pockets. All of the majority of Congress has fucking passed this. You're one fucking person. But the fucking country elected those reps to do this kind of work. How dare you to protect people? George W. Bush, you know, people because of Trump, George, George W. Bush is like, oh, he's not so bad. No, he's bad. He's fucking bad. My son, my son wants to be a Navy SEAL. I said, for this fucking country, you, you want know, to risk your oh life? And, my I, God. and I think about George W. Bush and how he went to that war. And I'm like, you want to risk your life for this fucking country? I, I don't think so. Over my fucking I dead said body. The same thing. That's going to happen. I said the same thing. I said, no fucking there's way. There's no way I would have my child fight for, for what's happening in this country now. Yeah. And who knows where they're sending you. You just, you no. just have to go and, they, and you say, yes, sir. Fuck you. No fucking way. The Democratic leadership dropped. Alfredo's like, what Alfredo says when I tell him that, Alfredo goes, he's 10 years old. I go, I don't care. I'm up with stopping this right now. Oh, God. The Democratic <laughs> leadership dropped the amendment in response to opposition from conservative groups and Bush. So Democrats said, we're not going to go forward. And because the measure was attached to a defense bill, there was lack of support from anti-war Democrats because we can't just put it up by itself, right? On December 10th, 2007, congressional powers attached bipartisan hate crimes legislation to a Department of Defense authorization bill, although I'm, I'm, it failed to pass. I'm sick, again, we talk about this all the time, but I am sick of, in order to get things passed, we have yeah. to attach it to this and attach yeah. it to that and make all these deals. Bills should just be a bill. Yeah. Fuck all this attaching shit. Yeah. And that's it, a clean bill. Because this is why we have problems in this country. Because yeah. I'm going to lobby for this. And I'm going to broker for that. And I'm going to do this. And everyone is after their own personal gain. Yeah. When there's people dying. Yeah. And goddamn religion, again, is at the heart of it all. Mm. Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House. And she said, she, uh, was, <laughs> oh, quote, still. she's been there forever. Yeah. <laughs> she was 90 then. No, 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 no. Still committed to get, uh, she was, quote, still committed to getting the Matthew Shepard Act passed, end quote. Pelosi planned to get the bill passed in early 2008, although she did not succeed. <laughs> Following the, his election as president, Barack Obama stated that he was committed to passing the act. The U.S. House of Representatives debated the expansion of hate crimes le legislation on April 29th, 2009. I mean, this, this is, is now... 11 years yeah. after Matthew Shepard died. During the debate, Representative Virginia Fox of North Carolina called the hate crime, uh, called the hate crime labeling of Shepard's murder a hoax. Oh, because this is when all the crazy cuckoo conspiracy nuts start uh, yeah, coming this out. Yeah, the tea party. tea party cuckoos. Fox later it's called- It's all our fault that the tea party came, yeah. honestly. We, we were asleep. Fox called, later called her comments a poor choice of words. I'd say, oh, I'd say. God. Mm. What don't know who that like, is she must be out now what is it like to just be so filled with hate and lack of empathy but walk through the world and think that you are pious white what is that like that's what it is it's white white straight white wasp woman 
Last why know. know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the House passed the act designated the H, uh, designated HR 1913 by a vote of 249 to 175. Ted Kennedy and Pat, Patrick Leahy and a bipartisan coalition introduced the bill in the Senate on April 28th, and it had 43 co-sponsors as of June uh, 17th, 2009. The Matthew Shepard Act was adopted as an amendment to Senate Bill 1390 by a vote of 6328 on July 15th, 2009. And on October 22nd, 2009, the Senate passed the act by a vote of 68 to 29. Bipartisan, okay? Mm -hmm. President Obama signed the measure into law on October 28th, 2009. Um, On October 26th, 2018, just over 20 years after his death, Shepard's Shepard's ashes were interned at the crypt of Washington National Cathedral in D.C., which is, you know, his parents... uh, Oh, my God. His parents, I read this whole thing about why uh... they did this is because... They didn't know where to put, they didn't know where to put them. They didn't want to put them in Wyoming because they were worried it would bring too much attention to that area. And like the people there have been through a lot, people who support the family, but also because of people who could desecrate do, the yes. graves. And so they didn't know what to do. Oh, and then this God. was offered, Imagine that is incredible. this is what they have to think about. Like what is going to happen to where I yeah. lay my child? Yeah. The ceremony was presided over by the first openly gay Episcopalian, Episcopalian Bishop Gene Robinson and the Bishop of Washington, Reverend Marion Edgar Budd. He was the first interment of the ashes of a national figure at the cathedral since Helen Keller's 50 years oh earlier. Oh my God. Which is a beautiful, I don't know if you've this ever is, been there, but it's a fucking beautiful church. This is just like so upsetting. So that's he the should murder be, he of should be alive. Matthew Shepard. He should be doing oh, political work. He's our work. age. He's, he's our, our age. age. If you look at the pictures of him, he still has like, you know, pimples on his face. I I mean, he's a baby. baby. He's a baby. In the middle of nowhere trying to like have a connection with another human being. Like that's what, see, that's the thing. That's the thing that really, (sighs) that's the thing that really upsets me is this poor kid is gay in the middle of fucking nowhere in Wyoming. I know. And somebody shows him attention because he's alone in this middle of nowhere. There's not, there's no grinder. Like there's no, no, like somebody's 50 feet away from me. Like he's in the middle of nowhere trying to make just, even if it's just a hookup, it's just a connection with another person. And this is what turned out to happen to him. He didn't fucking deserve it. Like you want to rob somebody, take their wallet and leave them alone. Why are you beating someone like this? Why are we raising our children to think about the LGBTQ community in this way? And why are we electing people who are on, protecting on the news saying that this thing kind of thing is it, like putting people back in the closet is okay. This is not okay. This and is not okay. And it's getting worse when yeah. we look at the Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene won her primary. Why? Why are they voting for her? You know, again, she's fucking nuts. But the people who have check her name in the voting booth are crazier because she wouldn't be sitting there if these people, you know, I, I, I'm starting to read a book. I got a book. It's called God is not great. And it's all about, um, how religion poisons everything. Mm. It's just the book I need to read. Um, because I've been struggling and I, I have felt now for a while that religion is a poison that that all of these horrible bills are backed up by people who are in their big tents screaming about Jesus and all it is is about hurting other human beings it doesn't reconcile in my mind it doesn't reconcile and i wanted to read a, a little quote 
because I feel like it connects to what you're mm-hmm. talking about. But he's, he posited, uh, he says uh, that religion is, quote, violent, irrational, intolerant, allied to racism, tribalism, and bigotry, invested in ignorance and hostile to free inquiry, contemptuous of women, and coercive toward children. Mm. Like, and I cannot wait to read this book. Oh my God. It I sounds awesome. I cannot wait to read it. I will give it to you when I'm done. But well, it'll just collect us on that <laughs> sentence I did. Well, just give me, the, give me the cliff notes. Give me the Tina cliff notes, please. But but at the root of your story yeah. are, is religion. That is why these politicians are afraid to maybe vote the way that they maybe would vote. Yeah. Because again, they're getting money mm-hmm. by these organizations, which they're not supposed to be, but we have a problem in this country of making that separation between church and state. But and also- we're allowing these organizations to have power yeah in our politics but also we've come so far as a people you know worldwide I, and as I, a country it doesn't feel we've like it so, sometimes but, but we have we've come so far since 1998 we've come so far with our family members our friends when i was in high school nobody came out right you know these kids are coming out in middle school yes like, and feel comfortable feel safe in, in school with their friends at least right yes so i think that there's something to be said about that and we have to remember that Remember this. And representation in the media yes, and music. So, so when and people that are elected that have the majority are telling you that what you, you know is right is wrong, you have to remember that, that we are doing the right, we, our hearts and minds are in the right place. I know that there's lots of conservatives who have gay family members that they love and they care about. Right. So right. you have no, to remember I, that when you vote, but you that's are electing the thing. someone, you know what I mean? That's like you have thing. to see that. You have to acknowledge that. How do that. you vote against, for someone that will hurt someone you love? How do yeah. you do it? How do you, in your right mind? There's, no, no, there's not enough tax breaks in the world that I would get from electing a Republican. Like I would love it, some great tax breaks, but there's not enough in the world that I would vote for someone who would also in turn take away my reproductive rights, take away rights against uh, uh, about people who I love and I fucking care about in my yeah. family and in my, in my friend circle. No fucking way. No. No fucking way. And uh, I'm, <sighs> I'm not a part of that community, but I can't even imagine what it is like to hear a governor in your state who's supposed to be your leader and the person leading the oh state my God. saying these kinds of things about you. They don't even understand. Well, it's so And insane. then restricting anyone to say anything about you or yeah. your family. It's fucked up. And what, um, what are we doing? The newest thing in Florida is drag shows, which oh my I, God. like I'm out of my mind. Oh. Like they're going to, if you bring your child to a drag show, no more drag shows with children. It's ridiculous. My kids love drag race. They've watched drag race. <laughs> it's a huge part of like, we love drag in this house. So uh, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Come and take it. Come it, and take me away then motherfucker. I, I, it's, I, I don't understand it. And, and I saw uh, somebody had posted, um, I saw a few people had posted this where it's like, uh, you it's, know, Monday, Tuesday, it's like gun violence, gun violence, mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting, in Florida, like drag race. Like that's yeah. what we're focusing on. We have bigger issues. Yeah. It's the arts. And you know, that's part of it too. Like drag, drag is art. Drag is a form of art. It is an expression. It is beautiful. It is fun. Oh my it is, God. It's it amazing. It is just such an amazing, like, amazing. It's a twisting of the mind. Like I always think about Rocky Horror Picture Show and how uh, I was 15 years old when I watched Ro- my friend Jeanette brought over Rocky Horror Picture Show. It blew my fucking it? mind. Oh my it God. It blew my fucking mind. And it, 
I saw something I had never experienced in my entire fucking life, right? Like it war- it changed my view of gender identity, of sexuality, of like yes. uh, uh, the, the music, the songs, but just this warped idea of like my heteronormative upbringing, right? And yeah. it just fucking shifted it. And I was like, holy fuck, there's a whole other yeah. world that exists that is so fucking and it's fun incredible. and cool and incredible. beautiful. It's like, this is what we want our children. We don't want them to be like this. Right. white robots right like no we can have this the whole Stepford, yeah colorful exploding like magical world that exists like that's what we should be doing why are we why do we want to live in a box and 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 and, and have people tell us how to think fuck that I know, but the best the irony of irony right is parental rights parental oh rights parental but we don't have parental rights on this yeah, right no it's parental rights on history. It's parental rights on reproduction. It's parental rights on, on whether you can say gay or not. Mm-mm. But now a parent doesn't have rights on what they can sh- like take their kids to. Give me a break. I know. This governor, uh, he's a dictator. Yeah. And he yields his power to harm people. And I swear, if he gets the presidency, we are in so much more danger than we ever had with Donald Trump. Like People really need to think about that. Yeah. And the Democrats better get it together. <laughs> That's it. Let's end on that note. Let's end on the dark and, yes. and dreary Democratic Party. We got to go. We got to yes. go talk to Wes Davis. Woo! So excited. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Oh, we got to call his ass right now. Yes. Oh, so excited about this. So anyway, have a great week. It's my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. She yes. doesn't listen to this anyway. So oh my God. <laughs> Happy birthday. All right. I'll talk. Oh, we'll see you next week. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.